You're listening to V for Vertigo, episode 110. Something kind of vertigo going on here. I've been seeing fables in my dreams. I've been laying scalped out here for hours in this swamp in New Orleans. I've been reading spells from books and magic, trying just to help bless trails to you. Feeling like a loser, so, so tragic. Feeling like I'm left to preach at all the time spent moving all so slow It's something kind of vertigo Welcome, it's the beginning of another edition of V for Vertigo Where I'm in the air everywhere Streaming on the vast world wide web And this podcast is one man's journey into the world of all things Vertigo Comics Because everything else is just picture books I'm your host, Mark. Is really fucking hot today. Johnson, and this week's spoiler-filled review will cover Fables, Sons of Empire by Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham. And oh my god, it's hot. I was taking a nice little nap, and then I remembered. Oh yeah, I gotta bite, guys. Oh yeah, we gotta do the dishes. Oh yeah, I gotta do something. I just wanted to... Lie down and sleep and watch whatever and have the fan blow in my face. And now that the fan is off to give you the hopefully good clearing sound you're listening to, it's gotten a lot hotter. So thanks, everybody. There's not actually a news this week, but if you hear this, um, there's a Weekend Vertigo digital comic sale through Comixology. So go... uh, I don't know when this is being released. <laughs> it, it might be released on 4th of July. And you might hear it. Big if on both. And if you do, and if it is, Comixology, 99 cents. A lot of things like, uh, what, Preacher, Northlanders, The Unwritten. Ooh, American Vampire and I Zombie, which I may pick up. So, yeah. Okay. But enough of that. So I saw this past weekend, because it wouldn't be a 4th of July weekend without either A, a Will Smith movie, or B, a Michael Bay movie, I saw Transformers Dark Side of the Moon, and it sounds better than Dark of the Moon, because that just sounds gay. Dark of the Moon? I don't, I don't get it. Let me, uh, I'm gonna talk about the movie. I'm gonna give a spoiler-free review of the movie, but, and the uh, movies in general. But, uh, I don't, Pete Floyd apparently sued them, but you can't copyright, like, titles and shit. It's really weird. And Dark Side of the Moon doesn't, doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, it, people have been saying that before Pink Floyd, right? So, it's all, it's all very weird. But, okay, so, saw the movie a couple days ago. And like I said, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but... It's kind of hard um, to spoilers, spoil some Transformers. Anyway, I must say, I rather enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was alright. It was good. It was good for what it was, for what you expected it to be. But I enjoyed the second one. Uh, I didn't even go see that in the theater. Thank God. But here's the bonuses. So, and the humor in this movie works a lot better than the previous ones there's no dog pissing or uh no not dog pissing 
Autobots pissing. John Totoro's character is really toned down. There's no racist robots. There's no clanging of robot balls. And the things that are funny in here is um, Witwicky's character. I think Shia LaBeouf does a fine job, and his character kind of has an arc. I think that all that was good. So his humor worked a lot because I thought he acted like, well, I would act sometimes, and some people would act. Is there any other humor? Oh, the little robots. I don't even know who they are. Wheelie and some other robot. I thought I thought they they were funny. They were alright. So the humor worked. The 3D was fucking amazing. I mean, I've only seen three movies. Uh, three? Maybe four. Anyways, uh, the 3D really works. And I haven't seen it work since Avatar. Because he used uh, Cameron's, uh, Cameron's, 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 there we go. Cameron's, 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 oh man, try to say that five times, seven times less. Cameron's, 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 Cameron, whatever. Okay, so the 3D is really good. And I went to, not an IMAX, but one of those things that's supposed to be like an IMAX, like digital 3DX or whatever the fuck. So, um, okay, my, my problems though, this is my problem with this movie and the movie in general. Uh, okay, so I still don't like the character design. As a huge Transformer fan, I still don't like the character designs of the movie Transformers because it is really hard tell who the fuck is who and they don't even get like that much screen time only in the movies like the first two movies it was prime and megatron second movie was prime and i guess the fallen third movie it is prime and sentinel prime so that's about it yeah oh bumblebee i guess but okay bumblebee but he doesn't he hasn't talked so kind of gay um so yeah it's they don't even in the cartoon show which was a vehicle to sell toys you would have easy to distinguish character models but you'd get like even even if it was like 10 seconds like i remember one of the last episodes like the last episode or one of the last episodes the six shot pretty awesome transformer transforming the thing six things so he came on the screen for like 10 seconds Took out a whole bunch of... Decepticons or Autobots? I forget what he is. So he took out a whole bunch of Transformers. He transformed into six, six things in like 10 seconds. And then they like, oh, and then you never saw him again. And then Double Punch, who was also in the same episode, um, he was... He can change into a... He was an Autobot. He can change to Decepticon, change an Autobot. He, he appeared for like 10, 15 seconds. Did his thing and bounced. And you would get that and you'd be like, oh... Like, you would... Okay, I understand not giving a movie to all these characters. But even if they give them, like, 30 seconds and be like, Ironhide does this. Way to go. Good job, Ironhide. Or Starscream does this. And then, you know, Starscream... Oh, he actually does do something here. But... Alright, I thought... Shockwave was going to be the villain. And he's in the movie... But he's not a villain. I mean, I mean, he is, technically, but... He's not the main villain. And I think they really... 
they've really missed out on having one solid villain throughout the entire movie. Now, they could have easily used Megatron. Megatron lived, or came back. Well, he was in all three movies. So, Megatron should have been the main antagonist in each and every movie. And while I thought he was great in the first one, he was a pussy in the second one. He was barely in the third one. And he was still a pussy. That was a busted thing. I mean, because it's a lot harder to introduce a new character. You gotta give him a lot of screen time and then have him be the villain. And they kind of did do that with the third one. But then it just felt like, okay, Shockwave, Megatron... No, so that's not really my biggest complaint with the movies in in general. I mean, this one focused less on the humans, but not too much less. Well, the movie was okay. I mean, I think I think people should see it one. If you're looking for like a mindless summer action robot smash movie that doesn't have uh, Wolverine in it. I don't know what that movie's all about. What the hell? <laughs> That's a weird movie. Watch, watch Transformers. And if you have to ask whether you should take your kids to see it or not, oh fucking hell! Stop listening. Just be a man. Um, and raise your kids to be adults too. Okay, so oh, there's another big change. There's a couple of surprises in this movie. There's a lot of Oscar-winning. Actors like John Malkovich, and there's El Tigre, who seems to be popping up in every movie nowadays. Man, getting naked in a, a shitty movie like The Hangover really did his career uh, wonders. Okay, so they replaced Megan Fox, and the girl. Uh, I don't like the girl. I like she's hot body wise, but she's had too much work collagen something her lips do not look weird and they always look pouty i hate it when girls pout i hate it when people pout and girls whine i hate it when actually people whine guys are girls i don't have time for that so her face is cute but her body's banging but i thought i don't it was weird at least megan fox felt like she did stuff whereas uh i don't know what uh Whatever her name is. Chloe? Chloe? I don't know what her name is. Didn't really do much. She was kind of more of damsel in distress. And I thought if they... I didn't mind them replacing Megan Fox. I mean, I did. For obvious reasons. But what they should have done is got a different body type. Like, sure. The only difference between those two is kind of one's blonde. I really think they should have got someone shorter. And you could have done blonde or redhead. Curvier. Like, because... They're kind of the same. So, Transformers was good. Still, the best movie I've seen this summer is Fast Five. And the best comic book I've seen a movie this summer is Fast Five. I'll probably catch um, Captain America. But I think people should watch it. It's good. It's not, I would give it like a three and a half something. Maybe three. I mean, 3D is phenomenal. It's... It's very, it's, oh, okay, it's kind of like watching Tron, right? It is like Tron. You really, <laughs> there, there's a shitload of plot holes, and I thought the music's not as good as Tron, apparently. I, I couldn't tell. And it's visually studied. So, if you like Tron, uh, you would like Transformers. 
So there you go. Alright, enough of this. Let's uh, talk about the fables so I can hurry up and turn the fan back on. And now it's time for the rundown. So, I'm talking about Fable Sons of Empire by Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham. And unfortunately, I have no idea how to break down this book. This book, it's an anthology of sorts. It's really fucking weird. There's not one coherent story. Let me see if the, what the back says. So... Yeah, no, because even the back kind of says, oh, they struck a blow against the adversary, and but now a lot of the adversaries licking his wounds, and Fable Town people can savor peace. And that savoring peace just means, oh, there's, all, there's, there's just various stories in here. There is, uh, I think there are, there are two stories in here that can mainly be talked about. Um, and the rest are just short. I'm talking like one or two page short. So the first part, you have uh, Geppetto. He calls, not a call to arms, but a war council meeting led by the Ice Queen. Doom, 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 doom. No, that's something else. And so he's there, like all everyone else there, including... Uh, not Geppetto, uh, Pinocchio. And the Ice Queen gives her plan about how they would take over our world. They'd, they'd stop advancing in the Arabian to uh, fables, something. And then it'd be like plant, bringing warlocks over, planting diseases, like do, do the horseman thing, pestilence, and then she'd come with the, a devastating winter. And there'd be famine and whatever, right? I mean, this this plan would take years, but it'd wreck it. And then when the army came, there'd be, like, no resistance. And it seems like a pretty good plan. And then eventually Pinocchio counters uh, his plan. Uh, or her plan, saying, yeah, like, you know, like, some of that would be true at the beginning. But then, in the fables, uh... Well, fables, fables would tell the government, and then they'd ally and, you know, use the cloud kingdoms to go over there into any world and then just conquest, and then all their technology would win. Like, yeah. Um, Alright, so that's that's one story. Well, it, that did help Geppetto, and then Geppetto realizes, okay, we can't just take over their world or do our land we're, we're gonna have to kill fable the fables or whatever he calls them the rebels in three years time i don't know what that means well, i do know what that means okay i'll get to that later so in the next part in the boring story is a it's like a christmas story or something i don't know what it is snow white big being their children go visit Mr. North Wind. And remember how North Wind dashed? He kind of seemed scared or that something was urgent back at his castle. Hey, we don't get any hint of it here, so I don't I don't know what the fuck was, all that urgency was about. Um, unless he just didn't want to meet his son or something because he knew he was returning. So, mm, the kids play around the castle... 
But it turns out there's monsters. And Bigby saves them. And those monsters turn out to be their uncles. And they take the uncles back home. But now they're like goldfish size. It's weird. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's other stories. Like, at the very end, there's all these one, two pages with, uh, like, some questions that have been answered. Like, who caught Snow's bouquet? Um, did that a former assassin to the Arabian king, to Sinbad, did he ever get a jab? But then, uh, space throughout, it's like, what's it take to be a, a mouse patrol thing? And, uh, I forget, what else is there? Oh, yeah, like Rapunzel, what she does with her hair and all that. Eh, it's all, until it's very, it's very scattered and unfocused read that probably read a whole lot better in issue, in, uh, floppies. So it doesn't, it doesn't here. So at the very least, Fables, Sons of Empire is a very thick book. You get... A shitload of, what do you get, what do you get, seven, seven or eight issues, plus short stories, and uh, Christmas, two complete story arcs, as well as exercise Christmas tale. You get a lot of stuff for 18 bucks, or uh, whatever less, uh, or instocktrades.com. So, no matter what my feelings are towards Bill and him, they're not positive, or Fables as a whole, again, not positive, um... As of late, this trade and a few previous trades, you've got a lot of bang for your buck. So that is good. Now, because of that size, though, it works against it and Sons of Empire doesn't have the one or two cohesive story. I really had a hard time breaking it down. Probably did a terrible job. Um, so, with all those stories, like, I didn't, I didn't understand why it was called... Sons of Empire. Because it didn't really focus. Like who? Okay, so I assume the Empire is Geppetto's realms. But who are the Sons? The Wooden Soldiers are barely in it. Except for uh, Rodney is briefly Pinocchio, I guess. It seems like, it seems more. It's... It doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. If someone can please tell me, I would appreciate it. But that said, dumb title aside, I still found a lot of the stories interesting and the good read. Especially when Geppetto had his little war cancel. Because it was them. It was going to be easy peasy to take over our world. And it seems sound. Because we don't have uh, any defenses or... Our own magic to go against magic. And as Uncle always told me, only magic can defeat magic. Hiya! Why? When is Jackie Chan Adventures going to be like the complete box set on DVD? Come on. Come on! I want that yet. It was a good show. Top five. Um, so, yeah, I like that plan and I like uh, Pinocchio's little plan. One thing I didn't like in this book is that the foreshadowing is anything but subtle okay so first of all like I, I briefly touched upon it there's the whole three-year plan of Geppetto now I remember reading this trade um, I don't know, was it last year I don't know a while ago and then this trade came out and I did the math I was like 
three years was three years. It was about uh, 18, 20 issues, give or take. How many issues are there now? The average Vertigo run is what? Um, 65, maybe 75 issues. This would put it in the end. Oh shit, this is gonna. This, the, end, the series is gonna end, you know. This series, you figure the series is gonna end. End of the adversary, or the, the whole plot line. Um, you know, three years, it's gonna have like 60 something, 70 something issues. Like, all rid of it. Yeah, it's gonna end. So I was like, yeah, that's dumb. I mean, it's dumb to be like, I'm gonna end it in three years. And you're like, what the fuck? Because uh, Geppetto, like, they planned to take, like, they said it would take, it would take over the Arabian fables hundreds of years. But like, no, no, we're going to take over the Earth realm in three years. We know it's, it's taken us longer to conquer other places. And we've conquered other places longer. Uh, but three years. Oh, well, like three years. Uh, because this, the series ends in three years. But little did I know at that time that Willingham would continue to harm himself out with Jack of Fables, the literals, uh, Cinderella spinoffs, and whatever the fuck takes place after this. Something involving Baba Yaga, I think. I don't know. The witches. I don't know. Now here it's terrible too. Okay, um, another week foreshadowing is Ambrose. Ambrose. The frog. Flycatcher. So... If I remember correctly, it's kind of been hinted at that he's been important somewhat, or he was in previous trades. That might have been a little too subtle. So, to rush the three-year plot, we gotta go hit us over our heads by saying, No, 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 you're important. Now here's your dead wife that gives you all your memories. And you will do this powerful thing, I can't tell you. And you will make a choice. Many people will live. Or many people would die. Oh, but I can't tell you the specifics of your choice of what it can be. Vis-a-vis, uh, you have a choice. You will walk down the door, and then you will do A. I have already seen it. You like an anomaly. I did a vis-a-vis. It's like the... Oh, when did this come out? I wanted, did this come out shortly after Matrix re- uh, Reloaded? Did he? Was he? We really had watch it. I was like, I like that Colonel Sanders. You know what? I'm gonna have Santa Claus be like Colonel Sanders for this one brief instance. And yes, uh, it's like, what the fuck is that shit? So that was just like, I, I like the Santa plotline with Big B or the Little Wolf. I liked it all up until even the the good list, bad list. And then I got to the, I cannot tell you what it could be. I would do this vis a vis. Say, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? So. I don't normally, I haven't normally talked about the art because uh, there's like 10 million artists uh, in this book. Not as bad as Sandman, um, but still, there's a lot. Now, and I've always enjoyed it, generally speaking. So, I normally enjoyed the art. I hated it. Whoever did the whole visit Grandpa North Wind place, the story was eh. Um, But the art in it was fucking terrible. Now, whether it showed the wolves, the brothers, or Pinocchio, it all looked weird. And it didn't look like anything that came before it. So, that was bad. But despite the terrible art in that, in that um, story, there was uh, a plot point I did like. 
Pinocchio gave Geppetto a gift for his quote-unquote birthday. Now, up until now, or even including now, it hasn't really been shown why I should care whether the adversary takes over or kills people. Because why is he a bad guy? I don't know. His rule... His rule seems benevolent. I mean, he's killed people. But it's not like they're suffering. He has good intentions. And, uh... He's... He doesn't, like... He's it's not like he's tortured people. And he's... he's all the people he's killed... They've all been, like, off-camera. So... You never see... And you never see him kill anybody himself. He, he has them ordered. But he hasn't ordered indirectly. Where they don't even know he's running the government. He's just like, yeah, a bunch of people had to die. That's cold, man. Well, yeah, I had to keep a secret. So, yeah, Geppetto isn't that bad of a guy. I mean, eh. I don't know, he's, he's no better or worse. Like, can you... Okay, so I assume they're going to win. I don't know if Willingham touches upon this. And I don't even know if Geppetto survives. Probably doesn't. Um, But, you say... Oh, okay, the Fables win, right? Uh, assumably, because there's more fables. If it had ended three years from this, I'd have been like, I don't know if they could have won. I assume they would win. You know, because Willingham's American, unlike the rest of the world that likes shitty endings or some or just terrible endings. So this is what would be interesting if they brush upon this in the, uh, I don't know, 15th, 18th trade or whatever. So, Gibetto's dead. He has hundreds of worlds under his rule. So what happens? Theoretically, people, um, assuming there's not a strong leader, there, there's not a strong second in command. I, gotta, I assume if Geppetto dies, the Ice Queen will die. Right? And even those people wouldn't want to be under her winter rule all year long. So there's no one else. There's no one but Geppetto. So Geppetto dies. Um, okay, so they all go riot or war. They're like, they're free, they're free. But who's going to rule us now? There's no chain in command, no stable chain in command. So whoever rules said land or said planet, world, sector, whatever, they're gonna rule themselves. Or people, if there's too chaotic, there's gonna they're gonna war. And I should rule. No, I should rule. Where well, should rule? And then whoever wins will rule. Whatever's left. And so I mean, eh. So Geppetto, it's like. If they could find the gate and, like, blow it up, it'd probably be easier and beneficial to everyone. We found the gate. What if that... Well, that would be funny. What if that was the ending? We found the gate. They get into our world, and they can't get in the cloud kingdom because they don't want technology. Let's, they blow it up. Hey! That's a bit anticlimactic. You don't have to worry about it. You can't, you can't sneak into our world anymore. No. Alright. Alright. I feel like we've been scared for nothing. Yeah, let's just go home. Alright. So, anyways. Uh, oh, yeah, they finally showed an, a quote-unquote evil part of him. Is when Pinocchio gave him a gift from uh, one of the bur uh, the magical groves, something that was still left, and he carved him like a, a grasshopper. And then, uh, what is it, Geppetto slapped him and said, Only I can carve from the magical grove. It's like, okay, it's a bit weird. Alright. I guess that's evil. He's a selfish old man. I don't know. Whatever. So, the last issue of the whole mess of one or two short stories involving all the questions the readers want to know. 
Now, part of me thought it was a cheap uh, way to include fables that don't normally get any time. And there's a lot of those. And I thought, you know, part of me thought William was lazy because he had his readers do all the work. Now, the other part of me, the less cynical, bitter part of me, thought that was very smart of him and a good way to involve his fans. And since I'm the only non-fable fan, um, yeah. But if you're a fan, you were like, oh, that's so cool. Oh my god, what happened to him? But if you're like me, you're like, oh god. Really? Okay, so overall, I give Sons of Empire, you know, eh, three out of half three and a half on the Mark Critic score. As always, thanks for listening everyone on this hot summer day, night, weekend. Have a I hope you had a good fourth of July. Welcome to Earth. How's the boys going to the barbecue? <laughs> I actually had that scene in Falling Skies. I laughed. I mean, he didn't he didn't do it well. He just, well, he just beat the hell out of him and then dragged him into like a parachute thing. I was like, wow. It's very Independence Day. Um, as always, I appreciate it if you left me some feedback on iTunes. You can support the show by buying my DRM-free ebook, Catalyst, The Passage of Hellsfire, where it's in the air everywhere. Next week's pick, who will be the monstrous day tripper? If there's no show next week, you can be blaming on that humongous trade. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can email me at vertigocast at gmail.com or you can visit thecomicforums.com and buy my comics. See what's coming up? Go to the website at vforvertigo.blogspot.com I'm also part of the Comics Podcast Network. Check that out at comicspodcast.com You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash And remember, you can't lose what you don't put in the middle. But you can't win much either.